Hi, this is Sedge Thompson. Welcome to this special audio highlights podcast from West Coast Live. For more information about our shows and other guests and podcasts, wcl.org. So, Mike, when uh, you and Wessler are driving around town, have you seen uh, that uh, sign at 10th and Bryant as you enter a freeway that looks like a giant one-way sign pointing to a tree? Yes. And it says one tree? Uh-huh. And there's also a huge painting that looks like an interstate freeway sign on the side of a single-room occupancy hotel that you can also see from the freeway. It says home yes. on it. And down by San Francisco Bay, uh, I don't think it's there at the moment, but there is a big green sign pointing to San Francisco Bay that said Indian Water. Do you remember <laughs> seeing that one? I'm anyway, imagining I, I did now. So, yeah. Anyway, it's, it was there, and I, and I saw it, and I was captivated by the fact that in the, in the, in the corner of it, it said Rigo, R-I-G-O, mm-hmm. and then a year. And huh. Rigo, 94, Rigo, 95, Rigo, 96. Anyway, I would like you to meet the gentleman who is now known as Rigo, 97, the uh, painter of these scenes. <laughs> Welcome to West Coast Live. Thank you. Now, this public art, one of the, one of the, the, uh, the issues I was concerned about uh, in doing a visual art on the radio was how people could see it. But with the advent of the internet and web pages, you can, in fact, wherever you are, look for a Rigo, R-I-G-O, on your, on your webpage to the Cap Street Project and take a look at these pictures in color for yourself on your computer wherever you are in the world, which I think is a pretty cool thing. Did you ever think your signage, your art pieces, would go that far? No. They, no. <laughs> so Rigo is, uh, is taken from uh, the first and your last names, the first syllables of each. And, yeah. and then you change it each year. Right. And you do that because... Um, just because everybody seems to pay so much attention to those numbers that I thought I would make it my last name, you know? Like just, uh, just Van Gogh, 89. Um, like Jesus Christ, 1997. Or in, um, I just think that there are several calendars going on on the planet at the same time. And just by making the Christian one so visible, I hope to call attention to the fact that there are other calendars. Like we just had Chinese New Year a couple uh-huh. of days ago. So. So, so you could be, uh, what is it, 4956? Uh, is that the, uh, the current year? You, uh, 4695. I mean, so you could be uh, Rigo 4695. Right, right. If I go, you know, to a place where that calendar is in effect, I think that would be the fact. That would be the case. Now, this freeway on ramp over which probably, you know, 12 to 15,000 people pass each day on their way out of San Francisco heading south towards Silicon Valley. They pass a tree that's kind of buffeted by all the exhaust and fumes and winds that go by there. And this sign is, what, 100 feet long by 40 feet tall, something like that? Right. What, uh, had you spied this tree and thought about it for a, a long time? No, the tree kind of, it was actually the other way around. Like, I, was, I looked at the wall, it was a really nice wall, visible, but it had this obstacle smack in the middle, which, <laughs> <laughs> which was this tree. And then I said, well, maybe I could use the left portion or the right portion or... And then I decided, you know, why fight the tree, you know? So, <laughs> so I did the other way around and made the tree kind of the center piece of it. And then you incorporate that great iconography of the one-way sign. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. There's this saying that when the wise man points at the moon, the fool stares at his finger. And um, <laughs> so... <clears throat> So I like, I always prefer to take the role of the fool. So that's kind of, that's what I've been doing more than looking at the landscape, is been looking at the, all these fingers that point at it. 
And um, so then I'm just borrowing the finger and pointing other ways. How, how, many, uh, how many people you think just look at that and they just read it as one way rather than one tree? I don't know. One thing that you know, always happens with art is that people ask, what does it mean? And I thought, well, maybe with this one, they won't ask what that means. <laughs> but, <laughs> but strangely enough, I was painting it with my friend, and we were up on a scissor lift, and we hear this really loud honking, and the muni bus kind of pulls to the side, and they you know, press a button, the door opens, and the driver asks us, what does it mean? What's that about? <laughs> and we were absolutely baffled. We didn't, know how to, we didn't know how to explain what it was about, really. Now, the, the huge uh, sign that looks like a, an interstate freeway marker that says 680 and then home is on the side of a, of a single-room occupancy public housing building. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a, a bit of a controversy when it up. The, somebody in the city said that's actually a sign because it has words, it's not art, and you have to remove it. Right. It was kind of a little bit of a long story, but basically, yes, the Bureau of Building Inspection went by, and they were like, did these people get a permit to put a sign up on their building? Um, and, um, but in fact, it comes under the category of mural, probably. Right. But so it was like, um, they've, it's a kind of a long story because the building is somewhat of an achievement in terms of like um, active, activism around housing issues and things like that. It stemmed from the um, Yerba Buena uh, massive eviction that happened there and the city was um, issued a fine by the federal government and they had to build X amount of low-income units and it took them about 30 years to build them. And um, so all the people should have been relocated into these buildings have since died. And this one was erected and then they had this thing on the side that said inner city home, home, which is kind of like proudful, in your face kind of thing. And some people didn't like it, I think. And so, you know, like, um, then it came to the point where, the, well, if it's art, then it doesn't need a permit because it's a mural, and if it's a sign, it dies, and um, that's kind of what it came down to, but... And it's still there. It's still there. What, uh, what was the first wall you ever painted? It's actually on the side of a nightclub called Club Nine on Ninth and Harrison when I first came out here. Uh, it's no longer there, it's, you know, the building changed, uh, the business changed on it. What did you paint on it? It was kind of like comic book style, just a series of figures, and... Where did you come from when you said come out here? From Madeira Island, Portugal. Was there a Euro Disney near there? No, no, that was it. <laughs> Madeira, you left Madeira, the beautiful island of Madeira to come here, uh, the home of the poet Robert Graves. Yeah, um, really? I didn't know that. <laughs> he's no longer there, he's deceased, but that's where he lived. He's, he said he liked the Mediterranean climate because it, it slowed his brain down, and when he was in England, the, the cool temperature made his brain work too fast. Um, yeah, it's, it's a funny thing living in an island where the main industry is tourism because you get the impression that all the people who live elsewhere in the world, they never work, you know, they're always, <laughs> they're always on vacation because that's when you ever see them. Um, so people on the island kind of have this fantasy that's a, that that's how people live elsewhere, they're just on vacation all the time. And that's what you thought of people who visited from San Francisco? Right, so I decided to come check it out. <laughs> or on vacation all the time here, so... So, okay, so you've got one tree. Indian water is, is gone. Um, there is the inner city home. Do you have another uh, a project? There's one on 5th and Folsom that's not quite as visible because it's, when you're going down Folsom Street, it's behind you, but it's one that says extinct, and it's on a, behind a shell gas station. And it looks like, what, an exit sign or something? It, it's more like a warning label. It's yellow and black stripes, and um, it's on the side of a, like a residential hotel. It's visible from the freeway, but not quite as visible as the other one. That's a very interesting way of, I mean, so, so many artists would do nothing, 
would do anything they could to get into a gallery. All of your work is visible and it's on the outdoors and people can see it speeding by in just a, you know, a glance. That's something that is, I'm really concerned about is the fact that art be more accessible. And um, even though I think artists do get kind of a bad rap for what they do, um, I think part is also on our shoulders, our responsibility to make it more accessible. And um, I also think that whatever is up on a city at every, any given time kind of represents what the culture of that city is to a certain extent. Like if we landed on a UFO in Rome, we'd see those sculptures at the time. And if we landed here now, we'd just you'd see mostly Marlboro Man and things like that. And I think it's nice to have other voices up. Um, is there another project you're working on? I'm working on, um, yes, but, uh-huh. <laughs> so we'll see it at some point. Yes. Do you, do you work in secret, like at night or on uh, early Sunday mornings when few people will see you? Not really. Mostly just avoid the rain. <laughs> Rigo 97. Take a look for his artwork when you're visiting San Francisco or on the website. You can see the photographs of this on the uh, website around the world. Thank you very much. You. Pleasure to have you on West Coast Live. Thanks. This is Sedge Thompson. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Try out others from West Coast Live right here, and we look forward to having you in one of our audiences one day. For more information, wcl.org.